0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: Governor Prisker joins us now on WGN. J.B., thanks for saying hi. How are you today? Great to hear your voice. I'm doing great. How about you, John? Good. Where do we find you today? Are you in Springfield? Are you in Chicago? Whereabouts are you? I'm in Springfield
0: today. The the legislature's in session and I've got a number of meetings.
1: Are people bugging you about this presidential run enough that you just want to say leave me alone about it already?
0: <laughs> well, it's flattering of course to be talked about, but as you know, I'm supporting President Biden when he announces his re-election plans and uh, I think he's done a superb job and deserves re-election.
1: I suppose uh, other people might agree with you, and yet you're also, say, uh, being described as the SOS, the break glass candidate, which is a phrase I haven't heard before, but if for some reason the president decides not to run, good thing we have a J.B. Pritzker here. That's the way you're being described.
0: Well, I guess it's flattering to be talked about at all, but but again, I that's not something that's going to happen.
1: If... Okay. last question about this, because let's not waste a lot of time on that. But if for some reason the president decided not to run, you have said that you will finish your term. Um, If the president decides not to run again, would you modify that statement?
0: Well, it's hard to run in hypotheticals. What I can tell you is I, I love the job I have now. I mean, being governor of Illinois, honestly, you know, a terrific position to be in to help people. I think we've done a lot of good Over the last four years, and I intend to uh, do the same over the next four years, we've got big things we need to accomplish to uh, improve the fiscal outlook for the state, as we have already, uh, and also lift people up who've been often forgotten and left out.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. And I'll ask you if you're going to endorse someone for mayor in just a second and what you thought about how that went down in Chicago. But it's your State of the State address recently, you talked about the rosy condition for Illinois, even a rainy day fund and that we have had a balanced budget or passed a budget four years in a row. Um, But we are continuing to underfund our pension obligations to the tune of $3 billion. For a total of some $200 billion, we're still behind. Um, You didn't talk about that a lot in the State of the State, and I'm wondering what we're going to do about that. Well, what I did
0: talk about was the significant improvement we've made in our fiscal situation. We've gotten seven now uh, credit upgrades for the state, and that's after, you know, Bruce Rauner, we had eight credit downgrades under him. Uh, We've balanced the budget, and we've actually improved the situation of our uh, pensions. We're better funded today than we were uh, when I took office. And uh, we paid down all of our short-term debt. We have literally no bill backlog left and no short-term bills that are due or or debt that's due. And that's because we've been responsible. We've paid off where we could uh, debts that were owed, and we put more money into the pension system than was required. Do we have more to do? Absolutely. I've never said that we don't need to keep working on it. Uh, but I also think it's worth recognizing the, the terrible situation that I inherited when I came into office and how much better off we are today.
1: As you know, though, credit ratings don't say anything about pension obligations. Those are just forward-looking projections about your ability to pay the bills, but it, it doesn't talk to the, the pension debt that we have. In fact, um, I think we're the worst state in the union for unfunded pension debt. And I, I don't know how much to worry about that, J.B. I like the sense that we're getting better, but I also wonder if we shouldn't be doing more. We either need to be more transparent about it, or as great as your early childhood education initiatives sound, maybe we can't afford those things right now.
0: Well you can't stop investing in the future. Um, we've got to do both, and we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can help pay down our uh, pension liability, which is... Uh, large and and needs to be reduced. And we can also invest in our people. And early childhood education is one of the best things that we can do. It actually has the greatest payoff for taxpayers, as well as, of course, for those young people and their families. But um, no one's ignoring pensions. It's an enormously important issue. And it doesn't get ignored in those credit rating upgrades. They talk about why we are where we are and one of the big reasons is we have a large pension liability i didn't create that pension liability but i sure am working to whittle it down and get us in a better position i'm going to continue to over the course of my term we've put 500 million dollars more in than was required by state law and i proposed another 200 million more than is required in the upcoming budget that i'm hoping will get passed by may
1: well, I don't envy you for the task because uh, no Republicans or Democrats want to raise taxes, and no Democrats or Republicans want to cut services. But that—that's where the rubber hits the road, isn't it?
0: Well, I've been disappointed, honestly, that at least for the last three years, Republicans have been unwilling to come to the table to talk about the budget to get things done in the budget. Um, they just have voted against. Uh, uh, our budgets every single year, uh, other than my first year where, you know, we got a lot done. We, there was a lot of compromise because Republicans were willing to come to the table. For whatever reason, I don't know. Over the last three years, they've been unwilling. It seems like the new leadership of the Republican Party is willing to, to work with us. And I hope that we're going to get an awful lot done together.
1: Should we be more circumspect? Should we be worrying about trains coming through the Chicago area?
0: Oh, I think that we've got to make sure that the federal government puts on back on the safety regulations that existed before the Trump administration took over. Uh, and it's clear from the, the the devastation in East Palestine that uh, you know that that we're not doing enough. The federal government isn't, and there aren't enough regulations on that. And yeah, I worry about those trains uh, like everybody else does, looking at what happened in Ohio.
1: I wonder if we should when they want to expand the length of trains or the frequency of trains through the Chicago area, if this is a time to put a pause on that?
0: Um, I don't know about a pause. I mean, I, you know, remember we're, we're in Illinois. We've got to make sure we we're doing everything we can to safeguard the, the people who are affected by the uh, transportation that occurs across our state. But, you know, one of our great advantages in the country is that we're the transportation distribution and logistics hub of the nation, that we've got all seven railroads coming through Illinois. uh, But we also have, uh, you know, people are driving across Illinois and using our roads. And thank goodness we've invested in upgrading all of that. But back to your point, absolutely. Safety regulations that were. Done away with under Donald Trump need to be restored.
1: What about that um, assault weapons ban in Illinois, uh, Kwame Raul? And you have petitioned the court to uh, allow that law to go into effect. Um, uh, do you have a? Can you sort of forecast? Uh, what you think is going to happen? I've got two experts, JB, constitutional law experts. One says that the Illinois law should pass muster, and the other says that it should not. Uh, I think we're scratching our heads about that.
0: Well, and I think you're seeing that in the arguments. You know, there's an argument one way, an argument uh, another. Uh, look, we're we're not the first state; we're the ninth state. Um, to implement an assault weapons ban, or at least to pass one. And uh, it's been in effect for some time. These are not weapons that were around back at the beginning of the Republic. Um, they're not single shot uh, or even uh, a few shot uh, uh, rifles. These are, you know, these are semi-automatic weapons. Uh, they're assault rifles and there's no need for them i mean we need to reduce violence on our streets we need to reduce killings across illinois and across the united states i wish there was a federal law uh, again banning assault weapons we once had one just uh, 20 years ago and it was very effective Uh, but whatever we can do to reduce violence this is just one thing it doesn't it's not a cure-all um it's you know perhaps six percent or seven percent of the homicides uh, are these kinds of weapons, and don't forget what else we did in that assault weapon ban. we also got rid of switches, uh, banned those, and those are things that that turn a a regular weapon into an automatic
1: weapon yeah, sure and
0: so th- anything we can do there's more, there's more that needs to be done and you know fighting crime uh, isn't just about an assault weapons ban. we need more police i've I've hired more police uh, for our state um, we you know we need more. Uh, violence intervention and prevention. And again, we put $250 million into that uh, to build it back up after once again, Bruce Rauner literally tore it down. Um, and, uh, and we've got to, you know, make sure that we're keeping violent criminals in prison um, and not putting people with mental health and substance abuse treatment problems in prison, but rather treating them. We, we can do an awful lot to alleviate the burden on police uh, and them do the job that we need them
1: to do well, which talk, is to, talk, to fight. sure talk to me though about the the mayor's role in that in a city like Chicago do you think the outcome of the mayor's race will have a significant impact on crime Brandon Johnson Paul Vallis. is is one the right choice for us doing some of the things you just talked about?
0: Well, what I can say is, we like I said, the, the things that we need, I've just laid out. I think that... Uh, but that, that was at a state it,
1: level, at the city level. I'm wondering, well, if here I'm about to ask is Governor Pritzker, are you going to endorse either of the candidates?
0: I, I you got to remember that the governor of the state has to work with the mayor, whoever that mayor is. And so I don't intend to get involved in the mayoral race um you know I have opinions about issues. I just laid some out. I, I wouldn't want a candidate who wasn't focused on education, uh, reducing crime, making sure that we're keeping people healthy. Uh, there are a lot of issues that are important to the city of Chicago. remember, I'm a resident. Of the city of Chicago, so it matters an awful lot to me.
1: But the way you just put that makes it sound like a Brandon Johnson vote, as opposed to a Paul Vallis vote. The Paul Vallis vote is, I want a mayor in Chicago who's going to make my city safe by hiring more cops, about uncuffing the police, about making them the, the the force that they need to be again. That's well.
0: That's not only that. Absolutely needs to take place. We need we need to reduce violent crime in the city. Um, but that's not the only thing that needs to be done. I mean, I that, that, that that's it's it's frankly, it's just as important that we address issues in order to address violent crime like mental health and substance yeah. abuse treatment.
1: Yeah. No and, and edu-
0: you know, they, they 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 each have views on education. Um, I think we got to hear them all fleshed out. Uh, but let's remember that, that, you know, these candidates aren't one dimensional. Uh, maybe people want to make them out to be, but they're not. And I think you've got to take all of it into account. But as I say, I'm going to work with whoever that is, and I'm going to help in any way that I can from Springfield and from the state to the city, as I do in cities all across the state of Illinois. But let's face it, Chicago is our economic engine. It's, a, it's an extraordinarily important global city. Right. Uh, So I'm going to be an ally to uh, whoever it is that becomes mayor to do the things that are right for the people of Chicago.
1: J.B. Pritzker, it's nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Let's keep the state leaning in the same direction it's been leaning. I'm talking about the economics. A lot of that is encouraging information. I hope you and I can visit like this once in a while more often. And we'd love to invite you into our studio sometime.
0: I look forward to that, John. Thanks for having me on.